Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. How are you doing today, Pastor? Very blessed. How are you? Doing very good. Uh, This morning, we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on Colossians chapter 1. This is taken from our Read the Bible in a Year program, which you can find on our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Just scroll down to the daily Bible reading, and if you read each of those readings every day, you will read the Bible in a year. So this is from Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20, and this is speaking about Jesus. It says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created and that are in heaven and are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So maybe I'll start with a question here, Pastor. It talks about how Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. There's a lot to unpack there. What is the image of God as you understand it? So, in Philippians 2, a a parallel would be that Jesus did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So, the image of God would be his eternal nature, his power, his glory, his omniscience. So, the image of God is, I think Prof. Sullivan used to always say this to us back in school, where he'd say it's it's who he is and what he does. So, it's it's, his character. It's it's his being. He's a spirit. He's invisible. Uh, but this idea of him being firstborn, the only begotten of all creation, doesn't mean that he was... Can you, before you go to that one, yeah. so is the image of the invisible God, is that different than how Adam and Eve are in the image of God? Well, righteousness and holiness, that'd be his, and then Adam and Eve lost that image. Mm-hmm. Do you have a different explanation of that? Well, I, I think Jesus is in the image of God. We're in the image of God in the sense that our new man inside of us is in the image of God. Uh, but it, there's obviously a difference between Jesus being in the image of God in us. So yeah, is sure. it the same or is it different? Or what's the, how would you explain Jesus being in the image of God and also we're in the image of God? My understanding would be, I'm, I'm happy to be corrected. My understanding would be, it would be similar to the Garden of Eden that Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. And Jesus has always had that image, mm-hmm. never lost it. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve lost that righteousness and holiness and perfection, just like we have. Yeah, yeah I understand it the same way. The firstborn overall creation can be really challenging, I think, because it looks like Christ existed, boom, at that point in time. But the point is, it's just showing the relationship between the Father and Jesus. Not one that we can fully understand, but the Trinity has, you know, three in one. It's just one God, but, you know, this they have this interpersonal relationship that's amazing to think about. <laughs> yeah. like, like, how do you even understand it? Yeah. But it, it just makes it personal. Yeah. Personal for us. Yeah. We can relate to all three parts of the Trinity. Right. I, I was Persons. Expl- yeah, Sorry. you know, the, the phrase, the only begotten, you know, is found in all over the place in John. Jesus is the only begotten uh, son of the Father. Um, and that word begotten has built into it the idea of a beginning, right? And even the relationship between a father and a son, it has a 
there is built into that because of our nature and because of who we are, this idea of there has to be a point where there was not the son, but there was the father. Um, but that's not what we find in Holy Scripture. We find Jesus as, again, being true God from eternity. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, right? So Jesus has always been. But I think that firstborn overall creation describes the relationship between Jesus and creation. You know, just as the firstborn son is set to inherit the inheritance of his father. So as God made all of creation, Jesus is that firstborn of creation. So he's, all things belong to him. And that's where the rest of this, the rest of this section goes into talking about all the, all that were in the heaven and earth were created by him and for him. Um, so they were created, he helped create it all. And it's all part of Jesus possession. And the reason it all belongs to Jesus is because he redeemed the world. <laughs> right. And that's where the, uh, Paul finally ends up at the end of verse 20 is, having made peace through the blood of his cross. You see, through uh, that, and that word redeemed, you know, uh, it doesn't come up in our text here, but I was, I think this text explains it very well, what that re- word redeemed mean, because redeemed means to buy back. You see, originally Jesus made creation, made the world. He created everything. God made everything. Jesus created things. All things were made through him. And so all of creation belonged to Jesus. But because of the fall into sin, because of the corruption that entered the human race, now uh, we the, this world was fallen. It was it was uh, uh, removed from that perfection, from that image of God, as we talked about before. And now we were, we were separated from God. There was not we did not belong to the Lord anymore. We belonged to sin and death and hell and Satan. Uh, and yet Jesus came and reconciled the world to Himself. And I always like to emphasize that it says that at the beginning of verse twenty. That, that by him he reconciled all things to himself. You know, we think of a reconciliation, uh, a lot of times that word comes up in in uh, like a divorce court where it's like these two sides are at enmity with one another and they have to find a way to peacefully reconcile who gets all the stuff, you know, custody of the children, you know, things like that. And so there's a give and take in this reconciliation process where, well, you can have this, but I get this, and you get this much time and I get this much time, or whatever, and eventually hopefully you come to a place of we're reconciled. We can, we've both given and taken more, more than we want, but we've able to come to peace, but that's not the case in the relationship between God and man. You know, if we think of God and man coming together into a, you know, a, a, a room where we're going to reconcile, it could not be give and take because God couldn't, God could not give, right? God said, what is expected is you need to be perfect as as I am perfect, you need to be holy as I am holy. And God didn't just lower the bar. He didn't say, well, okay, you can be, as long as you're this good, then you can. No, he said, you need to be perfect. And so he didn't, they didn't reconcile as in meet 50-50 and then, you know, come together on an agreement. They reconciled, God reconciled the world to himself, right? So it was 100% Jesus, God brought the world to his level um, through the work of Jesus. And that's what Jesus blood did, right? Jesus died on the cross to take away our sins. He lived a perfect life. So now he can clothe us in his righteousness. And because of this, it says in verse 18, he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So he is head over his church. And that's that, you know, that beautiful picture of, you know, Christ as the head and the church as his body. Um, that just as the, the, we might use the word brain today, um, rather than head, but you know, the brain, controls the body, moves the body, tells the body what to do and what to, how to act and what to say. And all the things that, that the body does is, is controlled by the brain. And so Jesus is the head of the church. He's in control of all things and he's working all things for our good. Uh, and that's the, uh, 
you know, this, this beautiful section here that goes from creation and then points all the way to, to today and to finally eternal life in him. So any further thoughts there? It's, it's, it's thick. You know, I like the simplicity of it and the complexity. You know, everything you just said just reminds me, like, we could do, like, a full Bible study in every one of these verses. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much there. But the simplicity side of it, I think that you brought up well, is that idea everything good that is going on in our universe, the entire creation, Jesus is behind it. You know, our God is in it, is through it, is holding, sustaining. You know, it's just he's a part of everything happening. And so one thing I think I can come away from this is just like total trust. You know, if Jesus is in control of all these things, if God's, if our Father's in control of all these things, the Spirit since the very beginning of when our time began, why would he not be able to sustain and keep things going exactly the way he wants? Mm. So really, I like this whole idea, like, this is our all-powerful God. What do we really have to be afraid of? Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just mm-hmm. a very powerful section. I think as you were drawing out all those different thoughts, it just made me think it's simple, but it's incredibly complex, the detail that's listed here. Yeah. And, you know, this really speaks strongly to the divinity of Christ, which was something that that was a, a big false teaching in the early Christian church. Uh, a guy named Arius came along and denied the divinity of Christ. And this was a verse that, this was a section that no doubt the early church fathers went to and said, hey, look at this. And this describes Jesus as uh, the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation. All things were created through him. So it certainly speaks to the divinity of Christ uh, in this section as well. So, you know, if you ever come across somebody who's like, oh, yeah, that Jesus was a great guy or he taught us a lot about how to live, um, go to this section and say, look, <laughs> he's not just a good guy. He's not just someone who came and lived and showed us how to love our neighbor and how to sacrifice ourselves uh, for something more important than ourselves. Um, he's the savior of the world. He's God himself. And uh, so that's some important, important verse to keep in your back pocket. Do you want me to pray? Yeah. <clears throat> Dear Lord Jesus, what a blessing it is that you teach us more about yourself through your word, through you, your father, the Holy Spirit, we trust in you as our God, and we give you thanks for all the work you do for us, not just in our personal lives, but in the universe over. The way you hold all things together through the power of your divine, gracious hand, we are incredibly dumbfounded. And remember that you hold our lives in your hands. What a blessing it is to have this comfort and this confidence that you are with us and that you have reconciled us to yourself, to your Father in heaven, through the Spirit, through your blood. And that because of you, we have peace with our God, with our Lord. And what a joy it is knowing this peace leads to our eternal peace in heaven. One day, we pray, when you're ready for us, to take us home, to be there with you. Until then, Lord Jesus, give us strength throughout today, knowing that you walk with us every step. Be with us and bless us. In your saving name we pray. Amen. Amen. Couple of weekly updates and reminders for you. Uh, this evening we continue our midweek Bible class. Pastor Radical will be leading an online Bible study at seven o'clock, uh, doing a study of the Holy Christian Church, I believe, right now. Yep. So, uh, coming up fairly soon uh, is the uh, voters meeting. That's October sixteenth, uh, Monday evening at seven p.m. So, voters, please uh, keep that date circled. Uh, again, October sixteenth, seven p.m. Following Sunday, uh, Emmanuel's hosting their second uh, annual Trunk or Treat. That'll be from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. That's a Sunday afternoon, uh, October 22nd. 
Again, 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, October 22nd. Uh, the week after that is the Minnesota Joint Reformation Service that's held can be held in Fridley, Minnesota this year. Um, they're hosting, uh, that'll be at 4 p.m. on October 29th. Uh, so I believe the choir is practicing a piece uh, for that. Some of the children are uh, going to be practicing uh, for that as well, for a song to sing there. So if you're able to make the trip up there uh, Sunday afternoon, October 29th at 4 p.m. for that joint reformation service at Grace Lutheran Church in Fridley, Minnesota. As far as our prayer list for today, uh, our continuing to keep in our prayer, our, our seems to be ever-growing list of cancer patients, uh, Carrie Dale, uh, John, Pastor John Hine, Will Rucker, Marlene Hannell, uh, Kate Zowers, and Jim Lean are on our list right now. Additionally, we keep in our prayers Judy Milkey, who is recovering from surgery at home. Uh, Anna Heyer, who was hospitalized this week and has also returned home. We th are thankful for that and pray that she could recover from that uh, sickness as well. And then we keep Margaret Fraze, who had that back surgery about a week and a half ago, and also Mark Motsky, who had hip replacement surgery around the same time. We keep both of them in our prayers as they continue to rehab and return to full strength. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today, which is hymn 566 in the Red Hymnal. Christ by heavenly hosts adored, gracious, mighty, sovereign Lord, God of nations, King of kings, head of all created things, by the church with joy confessed, God or all forever blessed, pleading at thy throne we stand, save thy people, bless our land. On our fields of grass and grain, send, O Lord, the kindly rain, o'er our wide and godly land, crown the labors of each hand. Let thy kind protection be o'er our commerce of the sea. Open, Lord, thy bounteous hand. Bless thy people. Bless our land. Let our rulers ever be men that love and honor thee. Let the powers by thee ordained be in righteousness maintained. In the people's hearts increase love of piety and peace. Thus united we shall stand, one wide free and happy land. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.